Welcome back, everybody, to the Sincerely Chronicles podcast. You are back with your girl, me, Shanice, um, for another episode of Sincerely a Healing Mommy, y'all. I am so excited to be back. And to be honest, I'm super duper excited for this topic today. Um, This topic, I think, is a very unique topic because it can be taken in many different ways. Um, I want to be very open and honest because you've already seen the title and we're talking about communication. And this is communication um, on different levels. We're talking about communication with friendships, communications in relationships, but also um, being able to communicate with in yourself, um, which I think is super duper important. And um, I just kind of definitely want to talk about that. And there's a really good twist because I recently seen saw a TikTok and I really want to figure out like how to like um get the clip in uh the video which I'm gonna try really really hard I'm definitely going to post it on my um TikTok and I'm definitely going to repost it on the Sincerely Chronicles Instagram page so just make sure like if I'm not able to figure out how to get it in here then I definitely want you guys to go and see it because it's super duper powerful and that's really what I'm basing today's or tonight's um podcast on so um I will see you guys back right after this sponsored segment and we're gonna get right into the episode all right, you guys, so we are back um, with Sincerely a Healing Mommy, um, and we're getting right into the topic, and the topic is communication. Um, the reason why I chose the third episode to kind of talk about communication is because I feel like in order to even break into caring about the way you communicate with your co-parent, you have to let go, right? Which was our first episode. And then after you let go, you need to seek therapy. And seeking that therapy and going through with that therapy is how you just kind of open up that bridge to even understanding that in order for you to co-parent cohesively, you have to have good communication skills. Um, If I'm being perfectly transparent, which I always am, my communication skills are growing. Um, The reason why I say growing is because I think that it's really hard to lead conversation and be a um, good communicator when you're when you have to communicate with someone who still has not let go and has not sought out therapy you know is not working on themselves at the end of the day my personal journey to heal is about me um and i'm on this journey alone my co-parent is not on this journey my co-parent is still working on things that 
he may need to work on, which means that I'm trying to effectively communicate for the both of us, which could result in a lot of misunderstanding, miscommunication, frustration, anger, um, just a lot of different emotions. And it's hard, like it's super hard, um, especially if you are co-parenting with someone who was just not a good communicator in the first place. Um, a little background before we dig deep into this conversation. When I met my ex or just early on dating my ex, my child's father, um, he was already a poor communicator. And what I mean by a poor communicator was um, in order for us to have conversations, especially deep conversations, he had to be under the influence. And I know what you're thinking, like, what do you mean? He had to be under the influence. Um, I think that, you know, when you're young, you tend to overlook certain things. And in my situation, when I met my child's father, we were like 20 years old. Well, I was 20 years old. I think I was like either 20 or 21. Um, I met him at a party and he was like maybe 23, 24. I don't know. He was, he was like 23. Um, and I met him at this party and like, you know, he was drunk if we're being honest and <laughs> he was drunk and I had been drinking, but I wasn't drunk. Um, and we had a really good conversation about some really deep stuff. And I connected with him based off the way he was able to carry that conversation, um, being under the influence, you know, and I'm thinking like, wow, like you getting kind of deep and you drunk, like we could probably really connect. I never really paid attention to the fact that on every other occasion that we had a deep conversation, he was either high or drunk, um, until it mattered. And that was when we started to like live together and we started to have issues. And I would just realize like, oh, well, you know, the only time we had good conversation when we were out at dinner was if he had just smoked before we walked into the restaurant and things like that. And it began to irritate me, you know, because I used to ask questions like, are you even able to have a conversation sober? In which I started to realize, no, he was not. He was not able to have a, com a conversation sober. And it made communicating with him very difficult for me um, because I was never able to truly get my point across. And that was super duper hard. Um, and it kind of made me withdraw. So basically I got to a point in the relationship where I stopped communicating how I felt about certain situations. For instance, um, for about a year in our relationship, I felt like, you know, we were never going to go to the next level. I felt like he was never going to propose to me. We were never going to get married. We were never going to have children. Like, you know, we were never going to, um, start the businesses that I felt like I wanted to start. You know, I felt like, we were at a standstill because there were things that I wanted that I didn't feel like he wanted. And it was because we weren't communicating with each other. Right. Right. So, um, now on the other end, now that we're not together, um, we've had a lot of issues where he feels like, you know, okay, so what do I have to do so we can be in a good space? 
in which I've said over and over and over that I feel like our communication is poor and I feel like our communication is poor because there are things that you do that I don't like and there are things that I do that you don't like but we can never effectively communicate that to each other um, and I was like more importantly I feel like when I do communicate things to you you just kind of wave them off um, or you make a very subtle change for a very short period of time and then you revert back to the exact same behaviors in which I feel like there's no point in us continuing this cycle and I'm never truly happy. Um, he completely overlooked that. <laughs> um, and, you know, we like just kind of continue to be in this weird space where I have fully accepted that our relationship is over. However, I'm not sure that he's on the same page. Um, now that I am working on myself and working on my communication, um, and speaking with my therapist about it, I'm starting to learn and realize that it's because I have a problem being direct with my child's father. So this is what I mean by direct. Um, recently my child's father um, he essentially, he asked me on a date, right? He said, um, Hey, do you want to go to like a game, like a bulls game with me and Amina? And he texted me this. So I'm looking at the text and I'm like, no, why? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Right? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Cause it's like, just imagine you're in my position. If your ex asks you if you want to go basically to an outing with your child, also with him, it's giving date vibes, right? So instantly I texted back and I was just kind of like, no, I'm okay. And I said it just like that. I didn't, you know, add no emojis, no nothing, just no, I'm okay. So I was at work. Um, he didn't respond. So I'm like, cool, whatever, it's over. So I get off of work. I'm like, you know, driving. It's been like maybe two hours since I've responded to that text. He calls. So I'm assuming it's something about our daughter. So, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up? And so he's like, so why you don't want to go to the game? In which I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, like you said, no, I'm okay. Like, why you don't want to go? Like, don't you want to spend time with your daughter? hold up are you trying to guilt trip me into going somewhere with my daughter with you so I was just like um it's not that I don't want to go to the game with my daughter he's like so you don't want to create memories with your daughter and I'm like first off I create memories with my daughter all the time I said but I don't need to go to a game with you and her to create memories with her. I said, it would be different if you hit me up and you said, hey, um, I was thinking about you guys and I bought you guys some tickets so you guys can go see the game. That would be different. I said, but when you're asking me to go and see, go to this game with you and her, that's alluding to us spending time as a family. And although we are a family, we are not together. So that sends you the wrong message. So 
no, I don't want to go to the game with you guys, but I hope you guys have a really great time and take lots of pictures because I would love to see them of my daughter at the game. And um, he kind of got quiet and he was like, oh, I guess. And I was like, you know, what do you guess? Like, what's the big deal? And he was like, nothing, it's no big deal. I was like, well, let me just break it down to you. I said, the fact that you're asking me if I wanna go, you know, to this game with you and her, it's giving me a date. It sounds like you're asking me on a date. However, because you probably feel like I'm not going to say yes to me going on this date with you, you made it seem like a family thing because why my daughter like that's how you're trying to get to me um he cut me off and instantly was like i i already know not to ask you on any more dates because you're just gonna you're just gonna shut me down so i'm not gonna ask you on any dates i said so what exactly is this do you not call this a date because i i would call it a date you're asking me on a you're asking me on a family date but it's still a date like at the end of the day there's no need for us to spend time together so this is an example of trying to be like direct in a like being direct with your communication because if you're not like it just opens doors that you don't need open and unfortunately with the person that I am dealing with if you're not direct you know it's like you give them an inch you run cross country okay and I know that about my child's father so he feels like, oh, okay, she been going to therapy. She seems, you know, a little bit nicer, a little bit easier to talk to. Let me just try and sneak this in here. But instead, I'm going to mask it as it's being about our family because she loves our child. I love my child, but I don't really love my child enough right now in my healing journey to be going on essentially a family outing. Because I also want to take, take this into consideration. If I was dating someone, are you inviting me and him to go to this game with you all as a family? No. Rest my case. Right. Um, but nevertheless, I, I, I left it at that and, and we moved on. But had I not taken the steps to talk to my therapist about you know letting go and closing that chapter and then you know trying to kind of figure out some coping skills within my therapy session I don't think that I would have ever realized that prior to a situation like this that I wasn't direct a lot of times before you know I would kind of fall into the okay you know I'll, I'll do it you know that sounds cool that'd be nice and then it sends the wrong message because now he's calling me at hours of the night that are inappropriate now he's popping up my house popping up in my house without saying anything or you know just crossing boundaries in general and at the end of the day you have to understand and realize when and if you're really done you know what I'm saying because if you don't the door is always open to that man. They're going to think at any point in time they can come back. And what is super important for me is that when I finally communicated to my child's father that I no longer was interested in him in that way, it was very important that, you know, I stick to it. 
because the biggest thing for me is I I no longer want to accept anything less than what I know that I deserve. And I deserve someone who can effectively communicate um, while sober. I deserve to have someone who wants the same things as me. I deserve to have someone who wants more than me. I deserve, you know, to be with someone who can lead and I don't, you know, and I can follow. I deserve to be with someone who's going to really take care of me and my child. And that is an addition, not something that I'm just solely, you know, looking for, for them to just take over everything because I can do for myself, but I want someone to also, you know, be a partner. Um, and being able to communicate those things are, it's hard. Um, and that kind of leads me to the clip that I just really, really want you guys to one here. So I really hope that I'm able to like insert it in the podcast, but, um, essentially there is this TikTok clip and it is a man who is discussing um the importance of having a almost a closure conversation um prior to ending things and this is not just ending a romantic relationship but also a friendship and i thought this was really interesting and let me tell you why a lot of women when we're ending a relationship or when a man is ending a relationship with us we tend to want to have this final conversation and the reason for this final conversation is because there are things that you know we feel like we need to get off our chest in reality it's a clarifying conversation in the tiktok the guy says that you want to have this conversation to clarify what the issues are so that you can find solutions. But sometimes as women, we have had so many clarifying conversations and the men who we are trying to clarify things to are just not listening or are just not respecting the boundaries that it doesn't even matter whether or not we have that conversation. Um, one final time because you've had it so many times before so when i was getting to a point where things were ending with my child's father i had had a clarifying conversation with him several times over the course of two years right when i finally left there was absolutely no conversation I didn't say anything um, for about four months. I was just unhappy. I didn't really say much. All he knew was, hey, on this day, I'm going to have these people helping me move. That was it. And the reason being is because the sh that ship had sailed. There was no longer a need to have any more communication because at that point I was just beating a dead horse. He knew I was unhappy. He knew, you know, that things weren't going well. He knew that it was over and it was kind of the ball was in his court, whether or not he wanted to do anything about it. Um, 
So in that case, having that clarifying conversation, it was pointless. However, I recently, when I saw this TikTok, I had someone else in mind, right? That I felt like a clarifying conversation and a solution could have made matters different, like they could have resulted in a different way. And this was both a romantic relationship and a friendship. So first I'm gonna start with the romantic relationship, right? As some of you know, if you are following my YouTube um, and watching my weekly vlogs or my TikToks, you know that I did date someone very briefly after um, splitting from my child's father. And it, it wasn't intentional at all. I wanna make that super duper clear because it's very important for me to um, be transparent about the fact that while on my healing journey, I did not intend on dating. Um, and I'll be more frank. After I left my child's father and you know my child was still under one, I definitely had no intentions on dating because I didn't really, my purpose in leaving my child's father wasn't to go and be with other people. It was more so because I felt like I had been so consumed by the relationship that I was in with him that I had lost myself and I needed to find myself and I needed to love on myself so I can be a better me for whoever I met next. Um, the guy that I met, it just kind of started completely randomly. Um, I never really intended on dating long term or anything like that or really catching feelings. However, I met this guy, went on a date, conversation, like connection to me was, it was okay. Like the conversation was good the connection was not like top tier. Like it definitely didn't compare to when I met the father of my child. However, um, after a few more dates and more time spent together, I felt like there definitely was like a connection. However, I think the connection was more so with the things that I wanted from the next person that I dated, which I made very clear, you know, from my previous relationship. Like, these are the things that I will accept and these are the things that I won't accept. And he had really checked the boxes of the things that I, I would accept and that I wanted, right? Um, and I was very transparent with him about, you know, therapy and my healing journey and where I was with my child's father and, you know, where I wanted to be. And I feel like there were issues right away with communication. Um, something as simple as, hey, I wanna take you out. Okay, let me know, you know, I'll let you know when I'm free. And then it'll be like nothing. Um, or maybe like we go on a really great date and then we talk the next day and then maybe that weekend I it was like crickets and then the next week I'd hear from him again and then it kind of got to a point where it was like okay well 
I mean, that's not like a huge deal. Like it's still like just starting dating. And till very recently, I mean, we had been talking consistently for a while and then he, we made plans and he just up and completely ghosted, like fell off the face of earth, did not answer any of my calls, my texts, just anything. Um, on, I think the third day I contacted him and he just said he had like a lot going on and it was bad, but it wasn't really bad, but that he couldn't talk right then and there, but that he would talk at a different time. And for the first time I took what he said and I realized this person doesn't know how to communicate and you need to let that go and move on. But you guys, I wanted to have that clarifying conversation. I wanted to have that conversation, that final conversation, because I felt like there was something that I was missing that could have maybe brought about a solution that maybe could have brought us to a different space where we could have moved forward. Um, however, I no longer wanted to find out because of the previous instances where he had displayed super poor communication. At the end of the day, if someone does not want to communicate with you, there's nothing you can do. And sometimes you have to accept that. Um, however, if you are given the chance to communicate, I think that you should take it because a lot of times people who have poor communication, however, are good at, um, you know, making up for it in other departments or they at least display that they want to be better at communicating. Those are people who it's worth having a conversation and it's worth finding a solution. But I think sometimes we as people we put more energy into the things that are not good for us. And we put less energy or we give up quickly on the things that they can work. For example, I have a very good friend that I felt like I had been going through something and that person also was going through something and I felt like I had been there for that person every single time they had been going through something and in this instance I could not be there for them the way they may have needed me to because subconsciously I wanted them to be there for me however I didn't communicate that to them and because I didn't communicate that to them they had no idea what I was going through and that I needed them Recently, I just kind of completely stepped back from a lot of people, including that person. And I didn't really say anything about why. I didn't explain what was going on with me. I just withdrew. Recently, that person contacted me out of the blue and said, you know, that they had been going through things and, um, essentially checked in on me in which I said you know I respect that 
you know, you have had some things going on and I've had some things going on too. That was a turning point for me because instead of lashing out and saying, hey, I've been going through some things and I feel like you haven't been there for me and blah, 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 blah. Instead, I just communicated, hey, I understand that you've been going through some things and I'm sorry that that's been going on. I also have been going through some things and this is kind of where I am. And I'm sorry if you feel like I've withdrawn because I've been dealing with something on my own. That person understood that. And at that moment, I realized how quickly we are as humans to jump to conclusions when we feel like things aren't going the way we want them to. Recently, I've had to stop and think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Think about what I'm going to do before I do it. Think about the outcome later. This is another example. Um, the guy that I was previously dating, I really wanted to know, you know, like what happened, why things ended, you know, what was going on and I reached out and I really put myself out there in a way that I didn't imagine myself doing because it was kind of fresh and kind of new and I just kind of felt like I didn't think I was I would be here I didn't think I would be in that position this soon after splitting from my ex um Excuse me. Um, when I didn't really receive any feedback or, you know, just like anything, any response, I realized that sometimes no response is the loudest response. We as people have to realize when enough is enough and when there's nothing else that you can do. When you're going through your healing journey and you're trying to effectively communicate as a co-parent and you reach a brick wall, meaning you have told your child's father or child's mother time after time, this is what I need from you, you know, this is what works this is what doesn't work for me and they continue to do things that is not aiding in making things easier stop you just have to stop i am experiencing that now and i realized that i was creating more stress on myself than on that person Sometimes when you're co-parenting, you can be met with an issue that may seem simple to others, but it's not to you. For instance, right now, what works for me and my child's father is a very, I would say, casual schedule or probably a normal schedule. I keep my child during the weekdays and the father of my child keeps her on the weekends except for the weekends that I am not working, then I take her. So essentially every 
five weeks I have my daughter so five week five weekends he has my daughter and then the sixth weekend I have her um every time it's his weekend for some reason now he has to work in which he only works in the morning so he's usually off by most of the times like before noon it's very seldom that he's off afternoon however for whatever reason he sends my daughter to you know like one of his relatives house and which is not a big deal because obviously he's at work however it's a problem or issue to me when she's then spending a night there or then spending the entire weekend there because essentially I'm dropping my daughter off to you thinking that she's spending the weekend with her dad and she's not and that's a problem for me because then on the weekdays then you're wondering why or you're wanting to call and you know talk to her for excessive periods of time or whatever the case and it's like you had your time on the weekend but you ditched her off for someone else now to me it sounds like i'm complaining because it's like well why do you care you don't have to have her for the weekend but i'm a person who feels like my child is young and if she's not with her mother she should be with her father and if she's not with her father she should be with her mother and if that's the case i might as well keep my own daughter sunday through saturday and on Saturdays and Sunday, send her to her grandparents' house so that they can watch her while I'm at work. And then I can then go and pick her up after I get off work. Because that's what you should be doing, but you're not. Because it's easier for you to see her for a couple hours on Friday, drop her off, and then pick her back up on Sunday. Spend a couple hours with her and then drop her off to me. That's not how I want the arrangement to go. However, I realized that I was causing more conflict really with myself by continuously having that conversation with him when at the end of the day he was going to do what he wanted to do anyways. And that's something that we're going to start talking about later on in the season. And that's just control. Um, as a woman, I have come to the realization that I have a lot of issues with control and ironically communicating and having control go hand in hand and if you don't accept that there are going to be things that are out of your control you're gonna have a hard time communicating but overall I think the most important takeaway from tonight's or today's podcast, whatever time you're listening to the podcast, um, what's most important is that you know when to keep fighting and when to give up. Know when that conversation is a conversation of healing and when it is a conversation of closure. It's okay to have or to walk into a conversation thinking that you're going to heal and find a solution, although you are met with a demise or the end. 
And it is okay to want to seek out having a conversation of fixing or restoration and finding out that in return, there's nothing. You can't restore it. You can't fix it. I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I hope that in some way, shape, or form, you are able to take something away from this and maybe it's able to help you in your journey Um, because it really has helped for me. It's made things a lot easier, but I can't stress more how much therapy has also helped me. So with that being said, I want to thank everyone who is listening i want to thank everyone who is tuned in watching on youtube and i want to reiterate again please follow me on instagram at sincerely chronicles follow me on tiktok at shanice that's s-h-a four a's n-i-c-e three e's um also on instagram and youtube at sincerely chronicles Um, That is our podcast for today or tonight, whichever one it is for you. And make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure that you guys are writing reviews for me um, on the podcast. Let me know what you guys are thinking, what other topics that you want to hear, how you feel, just whatever. Just let, let me know. Let me know. Thank you again and see you next time for another episode of Sincerely a Healing Mommy. Bye.